It's time to talk wrestling, brother. Welcome to the Pirate Radio Podcast, Wrestling Edition, where we let you know what's going on in the world of pro wrestling. Now, live from the Pirate Radio Studios in Greenville, North Carolina, here are your hosts, CJ Schaefer and the big dog, Glenn Griffin. Welcome into another episode of the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast. I'm CJ Schaefer. I'm the big dog, Glenn Griffin. And we are here to give you your WrestleMania 38 preview. Hard to believe it's been 38 years of WrestleMania, but... Is it? Almost for me, the last 10 years kind of blend together. They do. They do. Everything post-30 is kind of a blur. Yeah, once you get into the 30s, it's kind of like, well, I guess this match happens... One of these years, this match happened. One of yeah, these years, it, we you were hitting me with a little bit of trivia earlier, uh, and it, I just it was like, wow, what was 2014? What was 15, 16? It was just it kind of a uh, kind of all blurs together when you get to the really modern stuff. But anyway, as anyway, so let's get on to uh, I guess our card preview for WrestleMania 38. It's another two night WrestleMania. First of all, how do you feel about the two night WrestleManias going forward? I could do without it. You could? I would split it. I, w- I would bring it back to one. I like, uh, I would do Saturday and I would do maybe a longer show. May I would do like maybe one super show, UFC style, where it's like a four or five hour show on Saturday that takes over kind of the day. Okay. Know? I mean, if you're, if you're looking four to five hours, and maybe even six, I mean, some of those UFC shows go long. Yeah. I mean, they're, the problem I would have had, and I think the main issue came WrestleMania 35. The pre-show came on at 6, and I think the main show started at 7, and the show didn't end until well after midnight. We went 7, 7.5 hours, so maybe it, a little more. That's that's, that's a long time, that's especially, insane. like, at least at home, you know, you don't have to have your eyes glued to the TV the whole time. If a match comes on that you're not that interested no, you in, can you can go, walk away. Yeah, you can take the dog out. You can do whatever. Yeah. Like, you at the arena, snacks. you know, you can't. It, when Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston happened at WrestleMania 35, that was the end of the show. Nobody cared about what happened after that. Nobody cared about the women's triple threat to main event. It was over. I cared. I don't care what you thought. I cared. I'd love that match. I um, love uh, I love Charlotte. I forgot about that. Uh, that's unfortunate that you don't like Charlotte. I don't. We'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get, we'll that. get to it. Let's. Uh, you want to go ahead and start with the card preview with Saturday? So I have issues with the card. I think the card this year, I don't think it's strong enough to carry two nights. That's really my big issue. No, I agree. I agree 100%. I think half of these matches each night could be removed. The Intercontinental Champion is not, and the U.S. Championship are not being defended on Mania. And somehow we have Happy Corbin in a match. And Drew Mm -hmm. in a squash. Now, I I believe Drew is a talent who, and let's go ahead and start. Drew's a top talent. Yeah, let's go ahead and start here. Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. Um, We'll we'll start from like lower card to the main events. Um, Drew McIntyre is a top level talent. He should be one of the main players going forward for WWE. I mean, he's got the look. He's a great wrestler. Uh, he's got a gimmick that seems to get over pretty well with the crowd. But I don't know. Happy Corbin is never... Happy Corbin, Baron Corbin, Sad Corbin, whatever. Never struck a nerve. I mean, me. immediately when, Cody, when there was rumors of Cody going to WWE, my first thought was 
that he's going to end up in a feud in the mid card with Happy Corbin and Matt Cat Moss. Like he's going to end up in the Drew McIntyre spot, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. You know, that's that's where this heads in six months. Because one thing that happens with the booking in WWE, and it's happened for years, is that Vince has uh, he gets new toy itis. Like he gets a new toy, and he wants to play with it all the time, and he plays with it for six months. And then it goes into the, the toy bin. No, I agree 100%. And that's, the mid card is the toy bin. Yes, that's exactly what happens. And I don't know. I'm I'm not interested in this match very much at all. I would be a little bit more interested if Madcap Moss is around because of... Remember on the last pay-per-view when he got dumped on his head? Yes, I do remember that. That was horrific. That was terrifying. That was Drew, though, right? Drew, yeah, I think Drew it was. Just dunked him on his head mm-hmm. in a suplex. No, no, I'm wrong. Was it a? You're wrong about who did it. I, I think I'm wrong about who did it. What? I don't think it was Drew. It was somebody else. Wasn't it like a wheelbarrow slam? It or was. A, it was a. It was a stunner. It was a a, a belly to belly overhead. Yeah. Suplex. Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's right. And he just did, he didn't get him over enough. Right. That was the issue. All right. Well. There's that, I guess. Do you want to make picks for these matches? It was, no, it was Mac. It was the Mac Cat Moss that took the bomb. Was it? I thought it was. It, Mac Cat Moss threw Biggie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just a couple weeks ago, right? Yep. Yeah. That's the. That's what happened. God, our WWE memories are terrible. Well, we mentioned it last podcast. With we don't watch much anymore. I mean, I I keep up with it more online than yeah, I do. I, like it's more of a Twitter thing. Yeah, I keep up with what happened, but I don't feel an interest to watch. And I have right. a. I have a friend who kind of puts it very well. If you don't watch weekly, they're going to catch you up right before the match in the, uh, sure. the and pre-match y- promo. You get your pre-match promo, mm-hmm. a, two, a nice two-minute video. Yep. It, it encapsulates everything that's happened on Raw for the past month or two. Yep. It works. That takes care of it. So uh, they don't have to watch. Their video packages is all, and they, and they kick it up around Mania season. That stuff is undefeated. Oh, yeah. That's one thing that mania season uh, always provides yes i'll never put anybody else over them in the video department their their video packages are always really good they normally go out and license music and use like real actual tracks yep you know it's it's typically a big deal right let's move on to yep. the second match uh, do you want to make picks for the match or no drew goes over I yeah mean. <laughs> okay, that's, that's gonna be my pick as well I, I think the picks for matches will matter further into the card but yeah anyway so second, you've got. I think this may be be the opener. You've got uh, the SmackDown Tag Team Championship, the Usos, Jay and Jimmy. They're the champions versus Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay, hear me out. <laughs> Is Rick Boogs WWE's version of John Silver? Kinda. I I think I kind of see it. He's a good worker. Yeah. He's not the exact size you want, but he's built like the guy that you want. And he can do social media clips really well. Yes. Like he does. He he, he works in that environment pretty well. Yes. He's got a good look. He's more charismatic than Elias. Oh yeah. His yeah. His gimmick's funny when he plays Nakamura out every entrance. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And the the straps are going on those guys. They have to. Yeah, for sure. Because I think that acts pretty over. Have you seen the Toyota commercial? With Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura? No, I don't think I have. They have a whole series of commercials about them taking a Toyota Tundra. Not a Tundra, it's a Tacoma. And going off-roading. Really? When yes. did this happen? There's a, It's a whole series. You can see what them, am I missing? You can see them online. It's it's one of the crazier things. And I, I, it happened because... like I don't think anybody else on the roster is getting that opportunity. It's happening because Nakamura is from Japan... <clears throat> And you have that connection. 
through Toyota, I would assume. I had no idea this was happening. I would assume somebody maybe in the big Toyota marketing department maybe is like a New Japan mark or something and wow. said maybe that's how that happened. I don't know. It's it's weird. that They play they play some of it in SmackDown and there's longer clips online. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I'm anyway, check the, that out. It's the Toyota boys are getting the straps. I am. I'm gonna I'm gonna pick the Usos because I agree with you. you they should the get it. Line rolling. Well, I, I think I think Nakamura and Book should get the titles, but I don't think they will. I and I'm gonna talk about this again when we get to Roman and Brock. Just, okay. Some things that should happen but won't happen but yes, will happen. We've, we've I've got issues. I've had issues <laughs> since. Of the first episode. All right, so let's talk about maybe the opener: Becky Lynch versus Bel Air. I could see that opener. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of sad that it's not a hair match. I th- like, if you're gonna do the the cutting the hair spot, I thought that was gonna be the whole point. You've got to follow it up, right? You got to follow it up and make it a loser loses their hair match. Like that's the whole point, and then that's how you get rid of the the hair whip. Hmm. And. I don't know. Uh, I'm a big fan of both of these women, so I'm excited for the match. Um, uh, Bel Air goes that. over again for the second time. I would pick her as well. I'm yeah. just confused at what the whole hair thing's about. If this isn't gonna, if this isn't gonna have an ending, at, uh, I mean, they on maybe Saturday. do it. Maybe they do the hair thing. Maybe she uses the hair to win the title, and yeah, then they, they, might. they do the hair versus hair match at like Backlash or something. Well, that would suck. I but remember it, when WrestleMania used to be. The time where you end the feud. That's the feud ender. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not the it's not the bridge. No, right. no, it's very much it has become the bridge, and that's unfortunate. Everything's kind of a bridge in WWE. There's no defining ending point. Nope. Um, and that's one thing I like about when you kind of can go back to just having four big pay per views a year. It seems that you run three month storylines and they end. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you move on to and the next thing. And each big pay per view feels like the end of a chapter. Right, right, right. It's very, uh, it's very episodic yes. in that in that sense. Uh, next match, the Miz <laughs> and Logan Paul versus Los Mysterios. Okay, hear me out. I think Logan Paul's been doing some training, like some good training. Oh, sure. I, I would imagine he's been in there with the Miz yeah. and Ray. Like I don't and has learned. I don't think he's going to phone it in this match. I think he's. Oh no. Yeah, I think he's really going to go after it. I think after Big Bunny or Bad Bunny's performance yeah. last year, like you've got to actually do your stuff now yeah. if you're a celebrity. I think he's mania. opened the door to more celebrities to get in and do something special. But I also think he's raised the bar as of last sure. year, which I think and is McAfee great... also did that. Another yeah. Guy oh, we'll absolutely, about. absolutely. And like I as think far they're... as like non wrestlers learning. Yes, and I think they've both done a great job sure. at paving the way for future celebrities to uh, not only have like a one off match, but sometimes stick around and do a whole story. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but I'm gonna pick the Mysterios. I think that's. I feel like that has to happen. It... Logan Paul have a good outing, but at the end of the day, I mean, this feels like a feels like a little episode of a cartoon where the good guys are... Yeah, if you're Logan Paul, you might get pinned yeah. by Ray. Yeah. That kind of seems like But, I mean, happen. for him, that's you probably a dream. P- you get pinned by a legend, yeah. Yeah. You go out that way. That's the way to go. Yeah. Uh, next match, Seth Rollins versus To Be Announced. And here we go. Here we I go. I mean, the big question mark of the weekend, uh, it's got to be Cody. It has to be Cody Rhodes. It cannot be anybody else. Anybody else short of... If you brought over a name from Japan, maybe like that's the only thing that would that would equal it out, and I still think that the WWE would get 
mess if it wasn't Cody. So, Even if like they brought out like Kazuchika Okada and the New Japan belt and recognized him as champion. Right. I'm not sure. Like that's the only thing they could like equal it out. That would so I feel like that would be the case for us. But and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way, but there's a lot of people who watch WWE. Oh, that's that all they clue. watch. Yes, they wouldn't know who that is, and that's right. and that's that sucks because <laughs> Kazuchika Okada is a w- way better wrestler than Cody. He's way more sure. important to wrestling than Cody. But to the crowd that's going to be there, it needs to be Cody. And it right, they like, can't bring somebody. You else can't in. do like Shane McMahon. Right, you can't. Yeah, you can't. You now do, you can't swerve this. Now you could do, um, like a little fake out, like bring out Shane, and then Cody comes out to kind of psych yeah, everybody out. Sure, that you would be cool. That. Like they did um, WrestleMania thirty three or four when the Hardys came back. Do you remember that? Right, there was yeah. a fake out. I think that was the cool. New Day came out, and then and that the made Hardys the pop bigger. Out. Right, the, right. The, yeah, the New Day introduced Hardys. No, I think something like that would be cool. But okay. the end scenario needs to be Cody. Sure. And I've heard, I think we both have read some rumors that they would keep, they hope to keep him exactly like he walked off the AEW set right. onto the WWE set, which right. is a smart move. You don't need to repackage the guy. No, he's he's over with what he's got right now. Yeah, people want to see that guy. They want to see the American Nightmare. They want to see the Code Lander yes. outfit, like, you know, the, the big extravagant coat. Yeah, absolutely. They want to see the whole deal. Yep. Um, and obviously, if Cody's the guy, he's got to go over. Yes. He's got to go over. Yes. Um, my pick is what? Well, my is pick TV, is whoever it is, yeah. which I think it is Cody. He's the winner. Sure. Um, I don't think you see Vince here, but you do see Vince later. Maybe think, you see him both because this that would be the only way to see Vince on night one. So maybe that happens though. Maybe to come out on the stage and introduce him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so we got two matches left. Well, a match and a segment left for night one. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about Big Match Chuck. Let's talk about <laughs> Average Match Chuck. <laughs> Charlotte Flair versus let's, Ronda Rousey. Let's talk about... I was brought up in the uh, NXT universe, so I don't know how to take care of my opponents. Oh! Yeah. Let's so talk you about think she's that. dangerous? I don't think she's dangerous to the point of like a Nia Jax. But I think she's a bit careless at times. And I always point back to the TLC match with her, Becky, and Kyrie Sane, where she injured Kyrie and gave her a concussion. And Becky had to take care of her for the rest of the match because Charlotte was still trying to ragdoll her around. But you had, you had a ch- somebody the size of a child in there. Like, it, it, like at some point, you've got to figure out that Charlotte is six foot whatever and hits strong. And you can't put that in there with somebody who is five two. You're to an she's extent. Gonna, she's going to ragdoll them. To an extent, I I agree. But it to me, when I go and watch it back, it doesn't even look like she realizes that she's hurt. Oh no, she doesn't. Which which that's where the problem stems stems from me. I mean, Charlotte has heat. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to deny that she has heat for the way she works and the way that she acts. Um, supposedly, it has led to people leaving the company. Mm. Tony Storm, who showed up at AEW this week, pretty much left the company because she couldn't get along with Charlotte. Like right. they had a feud, and she found out that she was not going over in any way, and left the company, quit, right, went home. Um, and it supposedly is because Charlotte's hard to deal with; she's hard to work with. Right now, I don't. I mean, I don't actually have a major problem with Charlotte like I did like a Nia Jax or something because Nia Jax was. 
I mean, it was she was blatantly. Yes, it was horrible. It was yeah. to the point where it was like you you are doing the entire roster a disservice by keeping her in the company. Right. There's too many injuries as yeah. a result of one person. It just is it's overwhelming. Right. Now, I mean, Charlotte is by far, first of all, the be- one of the best athletes uh, the women's division has ever seen. I mean, that, my dream match is Charlotte and uh, Jay Cargill. Yeah. Yeah, that match would be crazy. Because I, I just think that physically they match up yeah. as well as anybody ever would, yeah. like, you know, for each other. Yeah, you've got a good point. That's the um, match for me. Ronda. Ronda's second run has definitely not had the spice of the first run. First run, she was protected. She was way over. Was total superstar. Looked like a million bucks. This time, not so much. Um, and I think she almost kind of has. This match for me kind of almost is Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. Yeah, we're, this is go it's away. two heels. It's two heels with go away heat against each other so i'm not sure what the crowd is going to do with this one especially if it goes on you say it goes on next to last i say it goes on last because i think well, you put the title match on over a segment um but i ronda wins this because i think well i mean behind the scenes stuff i think fox wants her as the smackdown women's champion i think so as well i also think we're we're on a one-year-out collision course from Ronda and Becky one-on-one. Part two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure, sure. That's a a, a, a dead heat that right. they'll run into for the next year, sure, to build to that. Yeah. So I think this is I think this is Ronda's match. Um, it gets fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah. Because Charlotte works well, long. Charlotte works long. Can Ronda go that long? I mean, Ronda probably can't go as long as. I mean, she's not one of the horsewomen. She can't go like. Uh, Bailey or Sasha. Do you remember how long Charlotte and Ronda went? Summer or Survivor Series was it 2019? Did you look that up? No, I don't know. It was it was like 15 minutes. Okay, so okay, I it was not of, like Brock Lesnar, but she was in better shape. Then. Okay, I expect maybe 10 minutes this year. Okay, but yeah, she I'm, takes it home with a uh, arm bar. Yep, All right. I got Ronda. Over. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. So let's talk about a Monday Night Raw segment possibly ending. <laughs> <laughs> night one stone cold steve austin appears on the ko show hosted by kevin owens i am wearing my retro vintage authentic five years ago nxt black and gold brand ko shirt rookie shirt today in uh support of my guy because i think you know that's a guy that respects legends and he's talked about the way that stone cold talked to him when he first came in um this is a dream spot for him yeah you know, I, I they set it up originally as a match. It became a segment. It could have been because Austin didn't want to do as much. He didn't want to work an actual match. He didn't want to be out there in trunks and, and knee braces. Um, so obviously they mouth each other. KO eats the stunner, Scott Hall style, as a as a tribute. Yeah, you know, and and that the people go home happy with Austin clanking beers and cowboy stadium the way you mention the fans go home happy is kind of the reason why i think this right because you can't show. do charlotte ronda right like, because if they receive that negatively right then the heat's going to be on the end of night one yeah i agree with you i got you i'm yeah i i, I agree now doing stone cold at the end of night one yeah. totally because whatever happens stone cold's going to 
Ew, match, segment, whatever. Kevin Owens is eating the stunner. They're doing the stunner yeah. and they're doing the Razor Ramon bump. Yeah. Scott so, bump. Stone Cold sending the crowd home happy. That's going to be a great way to end night one, whatever it is. And the one thing I want to mention is I have, if this is not a match, I have immense respect for Stone Cold while everybody else is coming out of retirement to do one more match. He said no. He said, I'm just going to go out there yes. and get my paycheck. I'm going to do the stunner, say a few lines, drink a few beers, and go to the house. And he's got... To this point, because Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, uh, Triple H, all these people have come out of retirement to do one more match. He has kept his retirement yep. closed. Stone Cold has the best retirement match that I can remember. Now, there might be... That was like actually... That was a real retirement match, yes. Not the fake... Like, Flair has the best one ever. Yes. The Shawn Michaels retirement match, but it's not a real retirement because he goes right. to TNA. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean because he has actually never wrestled since then. Good point. Good point. Night two. Let's start with Edge versus AJ Styles. I like this smaller card uh, compared to night one to hopefully give some of these marquee well, I think, matches like, more time. You got to give Edge and AJ some time. Yes, that's they, a twenty minute match. Yeah, that's a and that's plus entrances. Is, yeah, yeah. So, is, so I read something a few days ago that I don't know. You may have seen um, when. WWE signed Styles in 2016. Vince, uh, he talked to AJ after a couple months, and he said, I wish I'd signed you 10 years ago. Yes. It kind of feels like, you know, he's gone through uh, Randy Orton, Chris Jericho, Undertaker, Edge, all these old people who now, were actually there 10 years ago. AJ is the workhorse. Yeah. The it, it feels like these are, all, these are all the people he wanted AJ to work with when he would have signed him. Sure. It kind of feels sure. that way. Sure. Now, whether that's actually... He's working 2010 to 2015 type yeah. matches. That era. And in reality, what's actually... I'm sure what's actually happening is you need somebody that's going to make all these people that are getting up there in age still look great. And yeah. I don't know if there's another person in the company that can do it better than Now him. that Daniel Bryan's gone, Edge right. is the top guy. Right. 100%. He'll always make you look good. And, and now Edge can actually go still, yeah. which we've seen. That match is going to be good. Yeah. I mean, so that's, that's going to make it even better. The, as far as like pure wrestling, that's the best match of the weekend. Yeah, that's that's what's going to make it so exciting is that Edge has that nostalgia factor, but he backs it up with the fact that he can actually still wrestle very well. So I'm we're excited gonna, for that one. We're not going to talk about the women's tag team match because it's gross. I'm not worried about that match. <laughs> it's gross. I can't believe Sasha's in that mess. Get that lady to a title fight. I agree. Uh, let's talk about Pat McAfee versus Austin Theory slash Vince McMahon. I'm surprised Austin Theory is the name to wrestle Pat McAfee. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you could have put AJ in there. Yeah. And that kind of feels more right if it's AJ, Pat McAfee with Vince shenanigans. Yeah. That feels more right, but... Vince is high in Austin Theory. I mean, he's, he's everywhere. He's everywhere. He's all over Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, and Pat McAfee can work. Yeah. Like he, Which the, I, the match with Adam Cole is really good. Right. You, did you just say an Adam Cole match is really good? I said the match with Adam Cole is really good. I did not say Adam Cole is really good. I remember Don't what you be said. confused. I remember brother. what you said. <laughs> do not be confused. Um, but I think this says a lot about Pat McAfee as well. To say, oh sure, like yeah. the, he gets a shot at, at a mania match, but I, you see the popularity of show, and if you're WWE and you're thinking about social media numbers, you're thinking about exposure, you're thinking about the amount of clicks, views, it 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 all makes sense, right? And how much 
outside of the ring does this say about Pat McAfee that Vince McMahon went on his show to do a live interview for uh, that, the first time to me in was crazy. seven years, eight that, years maybe. That was wild amount yeah, of respect. That was that was insane. And it was open and was just himself. Yeah, he he talked a lot. Harvard of the South. Harvard of the South. <laughs> As he famously called East Carolina. Put that on a t-shirt. I'm like, working on it. <laughs> a little something, something. Yeah. Um, um, Sammy Zane versus Johnny Knoxville. Shenanigans match, I guess. Give him a little 10 minutes. I'm more high on this match than I am the Pat McAfee match because I think Knoxville probably is taking it very seriously. Yeah. And Knoxville's watched a lot of... I'd imagine he's watched a lot of Memphis. He's watched a lot of Lawler and uh, Andy Kaufman. That's his vibe. He's going to respect it. He's going to do it right. Um, his punches look great. Yep. He has the best looking punches on the roster. <laughs> they belong to Johnny Knoxville. They just do. <laughs> they look phenomenal. Uh, he's my guy. He goes over. I think. Uh, with I mean, the, maybe the help, maybe the help of the jackass crew, come, yeah. Maybe they come in and there's some outside interference. I was gonna say, I think they're they're gonna do something crazy. This finish is gonna be insane. It's something like Wee Man off the top rope, something crazy. You know, I would expect the the crew to be involved there, but I'm pretty excited about the match. I think it'll be fun. I, uh, I was gonna say, I don't know if your list has it on here, but did you see this past Monday, Omos and Bobby Lashley was added. Yes. Yeah. Is that night one or night two? Night two. Bobby coming back quick I from think, that shoulder injury. I think it needs to be. Almost goes over. It needs to be quick. Oh wait, yeah, it needs yeah. to. Yes, it needs to be very quick. It's got to be quick. It's got to be sub five minutes. And I, I think Omos is going to win, but yep. at the expense of Bob Lashley. Bobby Lashley out. Maybe Bobby is just doing this because. I mean, maybe. I mean, I, he definitely is hurt because he's at, he went he went out with a shoulder problem. He had to have surgery, right? So maybe he's just working a spot, yeah, to put the guy over. This is this is quite the turnaround from the opening match last year. Bobby Lashley and Drew McIntyre opened the show for the WWE title, and now both of them are probably going to wrestle a combined ten to twelve minutes for no titles. For no titles, mid card stuff. Yep. What did I tell you? When sometimes when you're on top, you're Vince's favorite toy, and then there comes a time where he puts you back in the bin. That's how it goes. And he's they're back in the bin. The bin is the mid card, and they are stuck there. Yep. Uh, guys that aren't stuck in the mid card, that are on the rise. Matt Riddle is a guy that can do WWE comedy, do it successfully. His run with Orton has been great. I love Randy Orton. Yep. Uh, if you said I can hang out with one wrestler. It's probably Orton. <laughs> I just like Orton. I just think he's funny. Yeah, I think he's a funny cat. Now I'm a big fan of this team, and sure, I'm very high on. I was profits. I was very high on. Well, I was very high on Matt Riddle, and have been for a long time. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, you probably do the split here. I guess you do. You split Orton and Riddle here. See, I thought, I thought we were gonna get this. The split, you want to get split before and do the match at Mania? Yeah, I thought so. Maybe I, do, maybe it goes to SummerSlam now. Maybe they moved it off. They could. I'm, so I saw the rumor. I'm sure everybody by now has seen the rumor that the uh, one of the initial plans wrestlers to win the Rumble was Riddle. Yeah, he was in the in the vibe, mm-hmm. in the, and they in eventually the changed it to Lesnar. But Riddle would have been way better. Oh, sure, it would have been different. Yeah, because then then you can do a natural split. 
between right. RK Bro at that point. And you can have you can either have a blood a blood feud that ends at WrestleMania, or you can just have like a respect kind of match at WrestleMania. Would have been a blood feud probably, but there are no hot matches. No, the only one that's hot I think is AJ Edge, and that's because people know that that match will be worked well. Right. You know, that's the only one with true heat on it. I'm probably putting the belts back on Alpha Academy here. They've been great. That's probably what I'm doing. That would be... I think the titles have to come off RK Bro at least. Yeah, you so, got it. Yeah. So you can work towards the split. Yes. For sure. Let's go to the main event of night two. Why not? The big dog, the universal champion, Roman Reigns, versus Brock Lesnar, WWE champion. It's title versus title. They're not calling it unification. It's just title v. title. I, I don't... I, I would rather do... I guess title v. title's fine. But that... So, cause it, it, but it, all, the problem with that is, is that the champion, the dude that ends up with two belts, has to eventually lose. Right. You know? And it kind of takes away some of the heat, I think. Um, I'm not interested in this match. I'm Really? No, not at all. This is probably... Out of all the WWE matches, this is maybe the only one that holds any real like. Tra- like I'll sit down and like intently watch this and look for things. Really, may end the Edge AJ match. I haven't. Well, I just find Brock fascinating. Yeah, I guess that's Brock in the ring is it's watching somebody who's trying not to hurt other humans. Yeah, you know because he's so strong and I feel like he's just a weapon. So watching him work is interesting. Yeah, I mean the way they mesh always will always be interesting to me and, and the way they interact with each other but the story yeah, itself it's very two it's very two alpha dogs yes it's two big personalities and they were together the story itself i just i have no interest in this story i haven't had much interest in this roman reigns title reign since the since the prince it's gotten a little finn. long it's gotten a little long in the tooth yeah the finn balor stuff i was about to say prince devitt but finn balor that's oh when, that was it for me the demon match yeah that was they, it for they me. killed off the demon mm-hmm Whew. That was it. What a, what a bust. Yeah. I don't know. I think the rain's gone on too long. I I think it's gone on way too long. I don't Man. think. We are down on Mania this year. I'm. We are down. Yes. We're way down. We are. I'm not I'm not excited. I'm very excited for Edge and AJ Styles. I'm very excited. There's a that. few moments we're excited for. But let, yes. so the one thing that we kind of wanted to talk about is <clears throat> how Mania, WrestleMania weekend has become so much more than WrestleMania. That there's so much outside of that, just those yeah. two nights. Even if you're not looking forward to WrestleMania like you typically would be, there's plenty of other things that will excite you. Like Friday and Saturday for me, prior to the Mania show, are way more exciting than Mania. Right. Like way more interesting because there's so much independent wrestling that happens around. It's almost like a giant convention. Yeah. It comes in and it takes over a city every convention hall and open and like public space has an has some sort of event there some sort of show they're all streamed online so it's just a great time like you could watch 12 hours of independent wrestling tomorrow on youtube yep. essentially um so it's, it's pretty crazy and you get a lot of big names and in matches that wouldn't normally happen because it's kind of uh it's the multiverse of wrestling is what happens because you get everybody in the same place finally yeah and so you get stuff a match that you and i are both very excited for on the ring of honor super card on their super show uh you get the briscoes from ring of honor fame versus AEW's ftr yep 
I've been looking. I mean, this match has been teased. circled for yeah, this, circled for a year. People have been waiting for this match forever. I would and, say maybe since maybe since FTR got released. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's since been the revival got released. I mean, yeah. it's been years now, right? So yep. I would say this one's been on the on the burner for a while. Yeah, and this this whole super card for Ring of Honor uh, Friday night it looks good. There's Tony Khan bought Ring of Honor. And he said, like, I know you guys are looking forward to Supercard of Honor. And this I'm is kind of the first AEW yeah. ran Ring of Honor event. Yep. And he said, like, I'm, I understand that you guys are excited for this. And I'm going to make sure that you guys get your money's worth for this. And I respect that he's sending over so much of his talent to work this show. Because, I mean, let's face it. When you look at, when you look at the indies, AEW took most of them. Yeah, I mean, there's there's been a talent buy-off for sure in the yeah. past five years. Now, the difference between AEW and WWE, WWE took them so other people couldn't have them. I mean... Sure, they they, they established a big big war chest yes. of, of assets. Which we've seen getting emptied out over the past few years. Sure, it, it was more that they... They were assets. They were yeah. not wrestlers. They were like, let's take right. these assets off the market. Let's, right. let's make it where these other companies will not have as many options. Right. And now Tony Khan gets these guys and he's willing to put them elsewhere so that they're not just sitting and catering all day, you know, they're sure. they're actually in use. And uh, well, the one thing AEW will do is make another show. Yes. It, <laughs> and I think that's where you'll see they a lot of these guys pop up. Two YouTube shows plus Dynamite plus Rampage and I would imagine they will have a Ring of Honor show. Right. At some point. Right. That will become sort of their NXT. So yeah, just just off of uh, the first card or the first website I found that pulled up the card, uh, Wheeler, Utah, Mercedes Martinez, Jay Lethal, Lee Moriarty, Shane Strickland, uh, FTR. I mean, that's a lot of AEW guys. And the main event is still uh, non-AEW guys keeping true to the company's stars before they were bought out. Uh, Jonathan Gresham is defending the ROH World Title against Bandito. It's a pretty good card. Um, there's a bunch of other. I mean, there's a bunch of other shows. So the, the, the classic one I think of is Spring Break. Like that's become a classic every yeah, year. Yeah, that's right. I was trying to like Joey Janela Spring Break. Right? We're on year six of that. I was it's a two night event. Um, the card is ridiculous <laughs> because you get things like. You get John Moxley fighting for the GCW title in the main of one night. You get X-Fox versus Zack Ryder, now known as Matt Cardona. You get that match on the card. You get... No, that match is not on the card. X-Fox is on the card. He's fighting Joey Janela, maybe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is that is the match. That's right. Um, but you get these this, this crossover stuff that you just don't normally get. You get Minoru Suzuki coming in from New Japan... And working with GCW's Effie, I mean, you just get these crazy matchups. Um, so those types of shows, I'm very excited for, man. I think that's the to, it, to me the attraction of going to Mania weekend would be the ability to go to all of these dependent shows. Yeah, that's that's part of the, the fun now. The it's, two days leading up to yeah, it's it's just a big. It's not just you know uh, WWE runs everything now. It's a big celebration of professional wrestling. Sure, it is. It is. It is the wrestling convention. Mm-hmm. Is what it is, for lack of a better term. And I think that's it's much healthier for the wrestling business than it than just having you know WWE. Sure. Or nothing. Sure. All right. Moving on to our final segment, the four pillars. 
this week's four pillars where we take and we each choose four items from a category we choose our favorites in a draft order this week's is wrestlemania matches that's what we'll be choosing we're choosing our four favorite mania matches in a draft format cj you can go first oh i can go first you can go first and i hope you don't pick what i think you might pick but you can pick it oh man are you gonna go bret hart versus stone cold steve austin wrestlemania 13 that was my second pick okay because that's my first um yeah that might be my favorite wrestlemania match of all time it, ch- it changes the eras to the to the attitude era it's yeah. a sign of change it's, it's the unofficial moment. it's the unofficial transition right you have the double switch with the heart and austin <clears throat> steve austin's best best match he has great segments, but I think as far as like a pure wrestling match, is the bread at thirteen is a, is the best. I agree. All right, my first choice would be WrestleMania six, Hogan Warrior, because I think it's the quintessential spectacle. Okay, match like that. Both belts are on the line: the Intercontinental versus the World Title for the first time, Hogan versus Warrior for the first time. Two faces. As a kid at the time, it could not have gotten bigger. We thought that like the top of WWE hype was Macho Man versus Hogan when they split, but it was not. It Hogan Warrior was bigger. Um, yeah, it was crazy. Like as someone who lived through it, like that that time was insane in yeah. school. Like those those two those two favorites being up against each other, it was a wild moment. Um, the match is what it is. Neither guy neither guys are great workers, no. but um, the spectacle of it and just the moment is so huge and that's what a lot of the early wrestlemanias were anyway right I mean, it's, it's just it's filling a yeah, it's filling a yeah. building with eighty thousand people and having this huge moment that you wouldn't see elsewhere so yeah. it, it having, totally works having those larger than life figures was way way more important back then than it is now sure 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 now it's more the brand that gets over but back then it was definitely the wrestler right all right my second match which we talked about previously you don't have my you don't have that great of feelings for Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels WrestleMania 25 crazy crazy widely regarded as the greatest WrestleMania match of all time that match is melodramatic and overproduced Undertaker almost broke his neck for you that match is overdramatic it's ridiculous give me a break ridiculous Uh, I would take next I can't believe you took Brett and Austin. I thought it was just a hair, like just a hair out of your periphery. Nope. Where you wouldn't take it. Uh, I would choose. I would choose Flair Savage. Okay. The angle was huge. Yeah, I mean, it, I had the, that one on my list the, as well. The, the angle was is tremendous. The angle of. At a time when you didn't see people photoshopped into every other picture, Flair had himself photoshopped into yeah. pictures with Miss Elizabeth to make it seem like they were together in a manner that made Macho Man Randy Savage very upset. Um, a simple build, a simple storyline, but man, it was over. It was huge at the time. Once again, I think it captured the spectacle of the moment, so that would be my choice. All right, my third one. It's a tough one, but I think I know what I'm going to pick. I, I don't think this match is as high um, on other people's list, but I'll go Triple H versus Shawn Michaels versus Chris Benoit, WrestleMania 20. Redacted. 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 Steve Blackman. <laughs> For my money, greatest triple threat match of all time. I've, 
I'm with you there. I thought about, we talked about that the other day, and yeah. I thought about it afterwards about other great triple threat, mat, threat matches. And I'm my next one's a triple threat as well, but it hit the that one hit the bar. Yeah, it's. I think it the entire build was perfect. It was, you know, Triple H and Shawn Michaels in this blood feud, and this this is the quintessential way of how you insert a Royal Rumble winner into a feud. You've got a blood feud going on over here with two former best friends who want to kill each other now. But on the other hand, all right, this guy just punched his ticket to WrestleMania. So he's got to go somewhere. We're going to throw him in right there. And it all just meshed perfectly. Um, I still remember the ending sequence to the match very vividly. Um, It might be because I watched it like a week ago or so too. But (laughs) I love the match. I think it was perfect. All right. My next pick, my third pick, I will take TLC2. I knew you were going there. Edge Christian versus the Hardys versus the Dudleys. Once again, spectacle, something you've never seen before. A huge stage, a huge performance. Guys put their lives in, I mean, when I say their lives, I mean literally their lives on the line in this one. Uh, it, it's, it stands the test of time to today. It's it still watchable. It sets the bar. For, yeah. It sets the bar Very for matches high. of that ta- uh, that type. I mean, you don't have TLC pay-per-views now if it's not for that match. Like right. That, that match, to me, TLC 2, people say TLC 1 is better, but I think TLC 2 at Mania is better because of the spotlight. Like, it's it's bigger. Um, yeah. So that, that one's it for me. When you shine that bright of a light on people and they still deliver, sure. that, that matters more than what you did at SummerSlam, per se. It's the biggest that the WBF, WWE tag team titles have yes, ever felt. I agree. Like that, that They felt pretty dang on important back then. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm kind of rocking back and forth between two of them here, but I think, I think I'm going to go last match, WrestleMania 17, or WrestleMania X7, I suppose. The Rock versus Stone Cold Steve Austin. I know the ending to the match... Uh, kind of sours kind of sours on people sometimes and i don't think it was the greatest ending either i don't think and i think stone cold didn't like the ending looking back on it either correct no i believe yeah i believe he says you know like looking back on it he wishes he didn't turn uh but for what it is i've watched this match plenty of times not because it's a you know technical masterpiece but because it is it encapsulates the spectacle that wrestlemania is I don't think uh, Royal Rumble 2001 to WrestleMania 17 is the most popular WWE's ever been, in my opinion. It's the best run they've ever had in the history of professional wrestling. I agree. And it was because of those two. The build was perfect. the The spectacle itself. I mean, when you when you walk out or when you watch them walk out to the ring, and you see fifty thousand bulbs flashing everybody's on their feet everybody's got a sign everybody's doing you know the rocks taunt or stone cold's taunt whichever one you prefer that that means something and wrestling will never be able to touch that again i would agree uh i'm going to take for my last pick i kind of thought you might go here and i'm surprised that you went with austin rock because i feel like the better match and the better crowd pop is because mostly because of the finish and Austin turning heel and with Vince and all that and then the two man power trip to follow. 
I think the better match and the better pop is Hogan Rock at 18. I did almost go there. I did almost go that, there. That might be like it's almost up there with like WrestleMania 6 like yeah. in terms of like huge huge moment between these two giant personalities that you can't even imagine in the ring together and they seem so big. Yeah. You know when they when they come out when when Holly Hogan comes out as Hollywood in that moment Rock comes out they fill up the room. You know that they, they, yeah. they're they're giants in that space. And then you have the double switch once again, just kind of like thirteen with with Hart and and Austin. Um, man, I, I mean, I kind of have gotten goosebumps talking about that match right now. Yeah, that match is very special. No, it is. You're you're a hundred percent right. It's the pop in Toronto is crazy. It, it, it's nuts. It, the crowd's nuts. It yeah, that match does it for me. And I think whichever of those matches that that you want to talk about, whether it's Rock Austin or Rock Hogan. There's a very, very select group of people in the history of pro wrestling who, no matter what arena you walk in, when your music hits or when you pick up a microphone or when you or when the bell rings for your match, everybody's glued to you. Sure. And those are the people. Right. The, it's a small one, list. It's yes. a small list. The other one that was on my mind was Rock Cena, the first one. And not because I thought it was a good match, but because it was two two giants in the Mm -hmm. ring together. Sure. And the reason I would have picked that one probably over Rock Rock Hogan is because I didn't watch Rock Hogan live, but I did get to see everything of Cena and Rock live. So to me, that's my version of what Rock Hogan is for you. Sure, sure. And that's why this podcast is cool, because we have totally different concepts of what wrestling is and in different time periods. So with that... We will wrap it up. That is a cap, no cap, on <laughs> WrestleMania edition of the Pirate Radio Wrestling Podcast. Thank you, CJ, for being along for the ride. It was good having. Well, I have you having every time. You, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I have you every time. But it was good to get another uh, WrestleMania preview in. We're a little down on WrestleMania, but you know, we're down on WrestleMania, but we're not down on wrestling. That's right. Ever. Goodbye, guys. <laughs>